Hello and welcome. Let's just get this done. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm Artemis Nehi. And if we're going to do this, let's just do it. Oh boy, Artemis. This is like a new you. No, it's the same old me. I take no pleasure from this. We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks and a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space, investigating the supernatural. Yes, yes, everyone knows already. Let's just get this over with. You're listening to Metacosmos. Honestly, I, I think we should just wrap it up now. I don't care for this, and why don't we just stop podcasting? I'm, I'm done. But Artemis, didn't you look at the show schedule? I don't even bother anymore. I think it's just there for you to, like, change and, and surprise me with. Isn't that what the show schedule's for now? Well, if you looked at the show schedule, you would know that today is your episode, Artemis. This is, this is the, the Artemis episode. It's a surprise. It was a surprise? Yeah. And you put it on the schedule? Yeah. How does that make any sense? Well, you didn't look at the schedule, right? Well, no. Surprise! Oh, goodness. So, what's your episode about today, Artemis? Do you want to talk about your favorite topic? Which one's my favorite topic? Um, I was hoping you were going to tell me. I thought it was either going to be Star Trek or economics. I don't want to talk about either. Oh, but this is your episode. Well, actually... If this is my episode, I have something I want to talk about now that I do think about it. Oh, yeah? What's that? Well, you may know that we just had Halloween. Yeah? And that was the thinning of the veil. Yeah! In which the realm of this realm and the plane on the other side, they get closer on the Hallow's Eve. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. We just had that. And then we enter the Hallows. Yeah. And it's several days, over a week, in which we are in that plane, in that dimension. And then we go back through the veil on the other side. And everyone thinks that the veil just gets really thin. And then we go back to the real world. And they take down their Halloween decorations far too early. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I don't think anyone knows what it's doing to them. It's not, it's not healthy. Why not? Well, you see, these holidays, they're not just made-up events. Yeah, well, some of them are. Well, some of them aren't, and especially Halloween. That's true. It's a remarkably resilient holiday, considering it didn't have any institutions pushing for it until Big Candy got involved, and, well, you know how that goes. But, yeah, for the most part, Halloween is a pretty, yeah, and it's followed around the world. So many cultures were just, like, they have so many ways of, like, thinking about the dead. And it's just so cool. Like, Dia de los Muertos and um, other holidays around the world. Like, everybody's thinking about the dead. Yes, indeed. Because it's at this time that the cycle of the Earth starts to go into a dying phase, at least on the Northern Hemisphere. Indeed, yeah. It's, like, really a biased thing that the Northern and Southern Hemispheres are where the holidays are based. because. Celebrating Christmas in the Southern Hemisphere might not feel like the same holiday. No, it doesn't. In fact, I understand that in New Zealand, there's a festival of lights, and they celebrate that in what would be the Northern Hemisphere's summertime and in their wintertime. And it's just a twinkly event that 
helps bring in the decor of the winter to help them all persevere. And that brings me to my point. You have a point? Yes, I... Of course I have a... Bartleby, please. That brings me to my point, which is that the holidays aren't just some accidental little bit of propaganda. They serve a purpose. They help us attune to the seasons. At least the holidays that are appropriate for the part of the globe that we exist in. Yeah, I wonder what the equator has for different holidays. Do you think that the tropics have different holidays than the north and the south? Well, they should. Uh, Yeah, okay. But, um, maybe we need to do more research on that topic. Yeah, but what's wrong with the holidays the way they are? Everyone loves holidays, and they just, like, can't wait to celebrate them. And now everyone can't wait to get onto their Christmas decorations, so they gotta take their Halloween decorations down. That's actually very problematic, Bartleby. Problematic, really? Yes, for their own well-being internally. The seasons, they're not easy. They change through many stages, especially if you're on a southern or, or northern side of the globe. There are some extremes that happen. Yeah, we know how the seasons work, Artemis. Yes, but how they work internally. How they beat down the soul. Uh, well, okay, yeah, we all know about that, too. But we have these holidays to protect us, fortify us, unite us against those hardships of the winter. Yeah? How's that work? We've talked about this before, Bartleby. Pretend we haven't. How's that work? Okay, fine. Well, if you ask me, the Halloween decorations are going up far too early because everyone's afraid they have to take them down and that the Christmas decorations are going to take over. But the Halloween decorations should stay up for at least a week. Is that too much to ask? Um, I don't think so. In fact, it sounds like it would be even easier just to leave them up. Exactly. Just let the Halloween decorations keep going. Do you think that Halloween decorations would have to be designed to persevere weather better, though? Because those fake cobwebs don't really do well in the rain, do they? I'm not so sure. I don't like to associate myself with them. Yeah. Anyways, so, do at least a week of Halloween, and then you do the Christmas decorations, right? No, 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 no. We save the Christmas decorations for maybe around mid-December. Uh, what are we gonna do between mid-December and Halloween week? Like, we're gonna get really bummed out without the decorations. Well, maybe we could consider it to be a month of, of a thanksgiving kind of appreciating the harvest kind of holiday. That's not as twinkly and visual, Artemis. No, no, it's not. It would be something of an olfactory holiday. Olfactory holiday? Yes, through the sense of smell. You could breathe in the many foods and the cloves and the cinnamons. This is like uh, Eurocentric. Well, not only Eurocentric, there's squash. Okay, well, I'm seeing a theme here. Well, I'm just saying these are very cozy things to nourish the soul and fortify oneself to get ready for the coldness that's coming. Because we won't have access to all of these wonderful, fresh, harvested foods throughout the entirety of the winter. So we should build up a something of a, um, I don't know how to say it, but a core memory and, and strength that gets us through the coming months with those smells. Perhaps we could keep roasting cloves throughout the winter and remind us of the great meals we've had in the previous months as the winter stocks get 
Lower and lower. Have you heard about the, like, the system of world trade right now and the way that, like, it's not hard to get calories year-round anymore? Did you know that? Well, perhaps, but let's be honest, there's true seasonal variation. It's just harder to get to the store if you're in a snowy region. Okay, good point, but, like, not for, like, months on end. Look, okay, perhaps there's a reason people don't follow the holidays the same way they used to. Yeah, everyone's kind of broken out of the natural cycle. So, they're still not really needing the holidays the way they used to. Hmm. I think that there's something of an illusion there, though. Why? What? What? Well, the days are still getting shorter. And everyone's still going through seasonal depression here and there. And that's very real. And it really doesn't matter if we're getting all your calories in the middle of the winter. In fact, it could be detrimental if you're getting too many calories year-round. What do you mean? Well, the body's not meant to receive that many calories. That's where all sorts of different generational later down the road things like diabetes will come up. There was a fascinating study that was done. It wasn't really a study. It was a small little church in a secluded region of northern Europe that the local church just wrote down little health facts about everybody while also writing down little facts about their harvest each year. And it created a great database of correlation of data. Uh, you're falling off topic. Do you want to keep it at holidays? Well, I'll just say this. It was shown that if somebody had too many calories, or too many being plentiful calories, all the time for several years, the little boys from that time were very likely to have grandchildren with diabetes. You're kidding me. No, no, there was a strong correlation that showed that they were connected, and that the fasting little boys, they were far less likely to have grandchildren with diabetes. This is crazy. So, again, that's why the holidays are built in. So there's a Lent is a practice of fasting that happens towards the end of winter. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. And it's duplicating the way that nature is like, hey, cut back on those fatty foods, because let's be honest, there are none. Huh, that's really great. And it will help cleanse the liver and bring one's constitution into a great place to be selective in one's eatings towards the end of winter. The latter third is a good time to make sure one's diet is not too robust. Robust. Well, just fatty foods, fried foods. Get lots of greens. Little sprouty plants are coming up at that time. Does that count in the equator? Again, we need to do more research on that. Okay. Well then, this is, this is really great, Artemis. Actually, I think you picked a really good topic. So, we got to have oil factory decorations? Are we going to deck the halls with smells and odors? Exactly. And then, somewhere around mid-December, we start bringing in the twinkly lights. Ooh, twinkly lights. And those should stay up for at least a month. A month? What's that going to do to our power bill, Artemis? I don't know if you're thinking this through. Well, people need to lift their spirits through that winter holiday. Things aren't easy, and they should bring themselves to uh, some sort of set of cheer as, as the holiday rain and cold outside perseveres on them. Everyone's taking down their Christmas holiday decorations far too soon. Well, everyone's pretty sick of them by then. But in my case scenario, we're only putting them up at the middle of December. So no one's going to be sick of them by mid-January. They'll be very grateful they had them the whole time. And they didn't need them earlier. 
they could have been just building and replenishing with olfactory senses. I don't think that's enough, Artemis. Personally, I think I think people need more than just the smells for those days. Maybe we could just put like the holly up and little like garlands. Can we do like non-twinkly garlands from like mid-November onward? How about that? Can we make a deal here? Mid-November, we start putting up garlands and we start bringing in the odors. We take down the spooky, spooky decorations that have been up for, well, I'd be like two weeks of spooky, spooky. I think two weeks of spooky, spooky is about right. We could kind of fade the spooky to the garlands. I don't know. People have like storage containers. This is a lot of work. Like doing and keeping all of this stuff and shifting it and changing it. Well, people are shifting and changing with the seasons. It's good to be mindful of that. Okay, okay, you make a good point. I'm not going to argue against that one. Okay, so we got olfactory holidays. We got holidays with twinkly lights, spooky holidays. Um, What's going on in before Halloween? Why don't we see mini holiday stuff going on there? Ah, uh, I think that's just because there's not been a big marketing push. Marketing push? Yes, there's, there's not been much effort to bring the... Um, how do I say this? You know that, that writer who wrote the book about the Christmas ghosts? Uh, you mean, um, man, what's he called? Oh, oh, Charles Dickens. Yes, yes, Dickens. That's the one. You know, you like dressed like Charles Dickens. I can't believe you didn't know that. Well, anyways, so Dickens, he wrote A Christmas Carol, and it was such a popular book that it pretty much defined Christmas going forward. Before that, it was actually rather similar to Halloween at times. Oh, yeah, like Krampus. Be scared, children. Why did they do that? Well, that's a very good question, actually. I imagine they uh, needed a way to instill some sort of fear in the children so that I guess they didn't eat too many of the treats and food supplies so that the family didn't starve throughout the winter. And once we started getting these bountiful storages of food and this distribution chain that we see around the world, well, I guess Krampus wasn't needed as much. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, all of the holidays, they're not just pointless. They play a very important role in how people adjust to the year. Yeah, I heard there's like a holiday for every day of the year in many cultures. There are. And many of them did have fasting in the late part of the winter. And it's just a natural part of the cycles. Do you think that the holidays that don't have their fasting at that time of year are because that maybe they're closer to the equator or something? Again, research is needed. I'm looking forward to our equatorial cultural background episode. Indeed. So, yes, holidays, they're broken but it won't be hard to fix them. All we need to do is just stop putting up the decorations so early, and that way we can leave them on longer for when we need them. Yeah! Wow, Artemis, this is awesome. You've really given people a whole, like, map of how to at least survive the damper, colder part of the year. Yes. So, do you think we're going to need to just have permanent Christmas when the Ice Age comes? Well, that's the unfortunate part about the Ice Age, isn't it? What's that? Well, 
if you're stuck in the ice for the entirety of a year. Well, I... I'm sorry to say, you won't have many of the festivities and the... the bounty to create the Christmas decorations. Oh, that's nonsense. There's... there's giant woolly mammoth in the Ice Age. What were the mammoth eating? They had to have eaten something, and then the people were eating the mammoth. Well, there won't be mammoth in the next Ice Age. Well, yeah, but there's going to be the giant boar, remember? Giant boars roaming the earth. And then you take the boar fat, and you make little candles out of them. And you make your little hut out of boar bones and boar skin. And then you have little boar fat candles burning. And oh, you make sure you have a vent, too. You got to have a vent at the top, otherwise that won't be good. But, you know, by the time anyone needs to know that, there won't be podcasts anymore. Well, I'm glad we're ending on a positive holiday note. Indeed. This has been really a special episode, Artemis. I'm so glad that you brought us so much holiday cheer for this week's Metacosmos. Oh, thank you for letting me vent, Bartleby, but I still think that this is a waste of our time. Well, I don't think it is. And I think everybody listening clearly doesn't think it's a waste of our time. I think those people are all imaginary and in your head. They aren't imaginary. You guys are out there, right? You're listening. Like, please, I need you guys to be more interactive on social media. And if you have a way you can rate us on some sort of like any of the platforms that take ratings for podcasts, well, you gotta give us the five stars. They don't exist, Bartleby. Prove to Artemis that you exist. This is serious. You don't understand how much he thinks that that you... He, he, he thinks that you aren't real. So, uh, junior investigators out there, speak up and give us five stars. Because Artemis doesn't think you're real. You're just talking to yourself, Bartleby. That's what's going on here. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm here with my brother. They know. Artemis. And... Support for Metacosmos comes from listeners like you. And if you want to give support to Metacosmos, there's so many ways you can do it. Number one, you can, like, tell somebody how much you love this show. Like, a lot. Like, kind of get, like, annoying about it. And you can also, you know, do that thing I was just talking about, rating it. And, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash bluefoot. And that's where you can, like, just give a couple bucks a month and that would be awesome because then you'd be supporting us with money so that's cool but you know I'll take any kind of support you can get more of the Kinetic Paranormal Society by going to kineticparanormalsociety.com and you can listen to all of our podcasts we've got a new one that's part of the new Kinetic Paranormal Society podcast family Salty Astrology It's where Trish the Dish, friend of the pod, junior investigator, and, you know, Isaac Bluefoot, they're going to talk about astrology. Well, I think Isaac's mostly going to complain about astrology, but Trish is super smart about it, and you should listen to that, Salty Astrology. You can find all of the Kinetic Paranormal Society podcasts at kineticparanormalsociety.com. Additional support for Metacosmos comes from Humboldt Hot Air. Humboldthotair.org. That's like the best streaming place ever. 
because it's from Humble, and the voices of Humble are my favorite voices. You guys are the best in Humble. I love you guys. Sorry, other places. Anyways, yeah. So, you guys are awesome. I think we have the best time. And see you next week. I love you. First of all, you don't see anyone in a audio podcast, Bartleby. And second of all, there is no one listening. It's more than one person listening, Artemis. Trust me.